Starting off with a bang. You're muted, Joe. <laughs> I'm. Hey, it's live, baby. DMs. Have you ever felt like bashing your player to the astral sea, or insisting your rule interpretation was bogus? Players, have you ever felt frustrated that a 19 on a perception check only tells you that there may or may not be something there? Mild magic sources. Are you secretly rooting to just roll a wand like every time just to see what happens? Then this is the podcast for you. Where we take a hard look at the rules of the game, the reality of the table, and the rolls of the dice to solve D&D's most heated arguments. This is Run Order Live! Woo! Dun, dun. <laughs> that was perfectly uh, timed. I did that, that on purpose, really everyone. <laughs> I did that on purpose, okay? I All listen right. to every episode that we record, and mm. I still needed to read what oh, my would. line was. Like 100 I was like, players, something, 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 something. 100%. <laughs> 1 billion. Welcome, everyone! Welcome! Oh, yeah. Live show. Live show. <laughs> okay, so much has happened since our last recording. Um, we also have some amazing special guests that we will be introducing. I don't know if they know we'll be introducing them or not, but we will. <laughs> so get prepared for that. Um, Anna, what have you been up to, my dear? Gosh, it's been quite the summer. Has it? Yes. I think we should start off by talking about our amazing campaigns that we've been playing this summer. So good. So good. I think oh, most importantly, it's Harry Potter campaign has Potter been campaign. insane. We it's have Andrew so here fun. who is in our Harry Potter campaign. Mm-hmm. Hi, Andrew. Andy. He goes by Andy. So. Sorry. <laughs> um, uh, I told him, I was like, Andy, I'm probably going to shout you out at some point during the show, but you don't have to respond. Um, but I'm going to shout you out. So here you go. That's for you, and This is us shouting you out. Um, what's going What's going on with you this uh, summer, Joe? Okay. So uh, <laughs> Andy said, hi, <laughs> but I've been moving and am gross, which how is that different from normal? Um, just kidding. We love you. So, okay. I The most exciting thing for me this summer, I'm finishing my basement finally. So excited because I... The dungeon. I live by myself. I own my house. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Okay. It's my house. I paid, I paid mortgage. Well, it's the bank's Mm -hmm. house, but I pay the mortgage. So I am turning my basement into a dungeon. Not well, I mean, it can be like a sex dungeon if you want it to be. (laughs) Anything can be a sex dungeon if you try hard enough. This is so uh, okay. Sorry, mom. Sorry. (laughs) Who is on here? Yes, yay! (laughs) Somebody will introduce you soon. Um, but um uh True story, I have twice caught people having sex in the local graveyard. Straight people, fucking weirdos, okay? Just, I'm just letting- Don't worry, mom, I don't live in that neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, okay. So um, I'm finishing the basement, painted, put a wall up. Um, Michael was there sort of helping sometimes. Um, And- um, it's, it's fucking awesome. What can I say? My friend, Andrew, who's not that Andrew, but is a different Andrew, is building a table. Um, he's in our, our Guide Your 2 campaign with Anna and Mike. Um, he's building like a, me a custom D&D table. Um, I got some sweet chairs off Facebook Marketplace. I got a chandelier and color changing lights. You guys, it's amazing. Um, yep. Yes, Michael painted three. Michael, you can chime in. You're the bailiff. Michael's our bailiff tonight, everyone. Michael, say hi. Well, I'm going to pin you for a second. Hey, everybody. (laughs) We'll be starting four minutes ago. Thanks. (laughs) Mikey, you look so handsome with your haircut. Thank you. I shaved, too. Yeah, yeah. He did shave all summer, finally shaved. Oh, man, it's you really got to keep up with the chat here. I know they are going wild. I love yeah. it. <laughs> hey, keep it going. Um, uh, okay, so that has been the biggest thing for me this summer. Um, Anna, what about you? Let's see here. I made a list. I made a list of big things to talk about, and I'm not kidding you. 100% honest, God's honest truth here on my list is that I got a dustbuster. <laughs> You literally, you literally, like, I was texting you the other day and you're like, oh my God. Oh, we were at work and you were like, oh my God, 
my my dustbuster arrives today. I'm so excited. Yes. <laughs> oh, Anna's been cleaning a lot apparently. And it arrived yesterday and it's amazing. And it, that little thing has so much power oh. in it. I feel like I could write an Amazon review. It'll be amazing, but I'm excited to clean my car. My my parents and sister are are visiting me in September and so I feel like every nook and cranny has got to be you know, that, like, if you go to like a car wash, they have vacuums for your car there for free or like 25 cents. So, and I'd have to go to a place. Okay. <laughs> that's yeah. just, uh, that's, that's so much fair. effort. But anyway, other than Dustbuster, <laughs> my friend, okay. My friend, Matt a whole lot from, of nothing. <laughs> my friend, Matt from undergrad asks, hi, Matt. It says, what is your, your, if your Dustbuster was a character class, what would it be? <laughs> uh, I think it would be a barbarian because it's just like a big, massive powerhouse, it's man. It's just a fucking beast. <laughs> it's just a beast. I love it. <laughs> um, okay, well, so Anna's summer has been really exciting, you guys. Andrew's a monk because it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, monks. Do- okay. It would be a human fighter because it, be it sucks. <laughs> um, so yeah, me doing the basement and, and finally having a dedicated place to play D&D that is not my... So kind of small living room has been amazing. And me and me busting that dust has been really great. So okay. it's been a good time. You phrased it that way. Okay. I have I have a question. And this can be a question for anybody in the audience that wants to answer this question. Oh, but I spent a lot of time looking at memes, you know, that's mm-hmm. millennials are still doing memes. I'm not on TikTok. That's for the youths. But memes are my wheelhouse. And I saw one that was that was like making fun of someone for wearing their headphones what? backwards. Wait, like what? where the like right is on the left ear and the left is on the right ear. And I'm like, is that, is that like a thing? Like, is that a problem? Does it not work if you flip it? How? It I don't works. even pay attention to that. I think it depends with the headphones. Some, some of them are made in a particular way that sure. if they were on the wrong, it'd be like wearing your right shoe on your left foot. My uh. headphones, it, it like these ones are like special recording headphones. My normal headphones, I can barely see the L and R because it's so like worn out. So who gives a fuck? I don't care. You could do whatever you, you could wear them on your ass cheeks if you want. Right? Wouldn't be, wouldn't be very effective. I just I didn't know if this was like a a, a well, young people well, thing what? that I wasn't catching. <laughs> what guess, guess what? 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 The R. It's my right ear. The R over here. I got these on backwards. <laughs> Like, no, oh, that's a world. That's a world of difference. It's a whole new world no, for mine's you. Correct. Mine's correct because I'm, I'm smart. <laughs> um, we're getting okay. we're getting a lot of grief over here in this chat for our headphone discussion. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. It's, oh, don't you wish you had a podcast? Well, too bad you're all force muted. So, um, Michael, okay, I'm bringing you back. Um, another thing I did this summer was I forced Michael to quit his job and then take a trip to Europe to play D and D next mm-hmm. fall oh. in a fucking castle. In a fucking castle. So if you there's a there's a company maybe and if and if you're if you're playing D and D if you're on this podcast you you play D and D and so the algorithm probably has got you pinned too so you've probably seen the advertisements for D and D in a castle anyway mm-hmm. I bet I'm going October next year with one Abria Iyengar as yes. my DM. Oh and yeah, I cannot be more yep. excited. I That's, cannot wait. I'm cannot very wait. jealous. Um, but at the same time, I feel like that would be like, I don't know. I think I would like freak out a little bit too much. I'd be like, oh my God, I get so into it. But like, for those of you who don't know who Abria Iyengar is, she's just, she's been playing D&D for a long time, but um, she just recently, it, uh, she's a DM of Exandria Unlimited, which is a short term, eight episode critical role, um, sort of summer podcast, uh, summer sh- live play show while they do um, set up and prepare for campaign three. And she also DM'd a four episode, super fun um, game, uh, Misfits and Magic on Dimension 20 using the Kids on Broom system, both fucking great. Uh, And she's just fucking awesome. Um, So I'm so jealous you get to meet her and hang out with her and like play D&D with her. I don't know what kind of power Joe has over other people, but when Michael told me he was going, he's like, I signed up for this thing. I'm serious. Joe made me do it. <laughs> well, it was basically like, like okay. I hadn't really, I, I'd seen it. And I actually think I saw it 
like at some point on Reddit, like in the last couple of months. And so I, I knew it existed. And then Joe's like, you should do it. I was like, nah, come on. And he's like, no, why not? Why don't you? And I was like, I don't know. I guess I, I don't know. And so then I started looking into it. And yeah, you're, I'm you're welcome. so excited. So you're welcome. I'm the reason why your life is amazing. So a- Andy speaks the truth here. He says that Joe gets you into a hobby and then makes you do it. And then it usually ends up pretty well. I can attest. This I'm, right here, what's most happening? Of the people literally right list, now. <laughs> most of the people on this list are people that like I've either dragooned into playing D and D, or who are playing in one of my campaigns, or who I've done D and D with. So you're welcome to everyone for making mm-hmm. your lives wonderful. Um, um, so and you're going to be basically playing D and D like in a castle over the course of three days in Europe why like close to scotland which is fucking amazing while also like doing the full like ren fair experience basically like people are dressed up and they give you food and it's gonna be so you're gonna have to take pictures and um in a year from october assuming the world yeah. exists so yeah phil um, just told us to ask you about your D farm we don't talk about that. What's I D&D? think we do. I feel like we need to know okay. now. No, it's because two of two <laughs> players in my campaigns and and the DM for our other one is um uh Clint and Phil were both my interns. <laughs> when I worked at the ACLU, they were my interns. And uh and then I was like, Do you guys play DD? <laughs> so I was grooming so them. Your D&D. your recruitment. I'm a predator. Yeah. <laughs> You found me at work too. <laughs> Don't work with me because I'll just <laughs> you will make people play D D. That's all right. <laughs> um, okay, we're gonna unpin Michael now, but um, yeah. So okay, I also got to go back home for the first time since two Christmases ago, 2019, um, which was nice. I got to meet my niece. I bought her little Hawkeye baby clothes, and she immediately shat all over them and it was like it was like explosive green diarrhea um so hey babies, babies. be doing what they do and yo babies be pooping yeah no nope. i did that with the last shirt my mom bought me too just <laughs> all over it speaking of which can we is now a good time yeah is now a good time your mom um mama we're gonna uh we're gonna pin her here let's Why can I not allow to multi-pin? What does that mean? Why can I not? Oh, maybe she has to. Michael, can you pin? It's Sawati's iPad. Can you not pin iPads? No, it's not letting me pin anyone in the. Oh, wait, I know. I'm not doing it properly. Here we go. Okay. All right. So, Miss Dixit, Mrs. Dixit, if you want to. Is she Mom, your... open open up your your camera. Start your camera. <laughs> this is precious. I love it. Maybe she's not. Mom, did you just like she's... put on the iPad and then walk away? Just gonna say <laughs> no, but I don't want to put on my camera. That's Come okay. On! No, don't force her. Hi, Mom. Mom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so excited oh, to mom. meet you in September when you come visit. Yeah. I Don't have to we see look that exactly du- alike? I have to see that dungeon of yours. It better be live up to its it will. whatever. Uh, to the hype. It will. Yeah, it all has, the hype. It has color changing lights and everything. It's I have to say, I'm I'm quite proud of it. And I'm good. To, am I going to see people having sex over there or no? Only if you want to. Ah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even know you knew the s word i i'm just getting back for all the times that she's like sorry mom <laughs> i know your mom is officially the greatest can you just adopt me fantastic. do you want what uh, I, Amer- I already have sandy so <laughs> sandy's here too <laughs> yeah but San- sandra i mean 
problem child. That's all I'm going to say. They call them <laughs> no. redhead, they call them redheaded stepchildren for a reason. No, no, no. I'm she's gonna, my real daughter. Yeah, she's the favorite. <laughs> she's the favorite. favorite. And Ada's the fake daughter, <laughs> right? Well, okay. Well, we have to play a one shot of some D and D when you're here. And yeah, I think, mom, you'll play, right? Yeah. Heck yeah. I'm excited. She's okay. in. She's in. Well, yeah. thank you. Thank you for joining us. I'm so excited that you're here. Well, I've been reading up trying to understand. I don't understand, but <laughs> that's okay. Most people Mom, I have a whole know. podcast where I teach you how to play. Sometimes it gets boring. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm removing the pin. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> no, but thank you so page. much. Thank you so uh, much. Oh, wow. Uh, that okay. was just, that was her. Your mom is amazing. <laughs> okay, well, should we, let's briefly just introduce Sandra because. Um, I love how all the comments are like, ah! Okay. <laughs> Calm down, everyone. <laughs> okay, Sandra, oh. un unmute yourself. I'm just gonna wait. Hi. <laughs> That's not unmuting. That's just our star pupil. Until you let me unmute. <laughs> oh, Michael had to do it. Um, our star pupil. I do, so I... woo! If you've been listening to Raw School, um, Sandy is is Karylan Corinne. Did yeah. I get it right? Yeah. yeah. I know. Mm -hmm. It's like you understand my pain now, Sandy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and she plays that character in the campaign. Anna hasn't started yet. Damn right. <laughs> Sandy, how has your D&D &D adventure been thus far? It's been good. Yeah, I just have to get um, my husband to get a character sheet. Although, you know, DM discretion, kind of think we should just make it for him, him a, no, not even make it for him. Have you already have stats? He doesn't know what they are. And you, as he encounters, like, he's like, I need to Surprise! roll. <laughs> I need to roll. And you tell him like what oh, his- You have a minus four on that one. You're dead. Right? Right? Like, how great would that be? He just has amnesia, like real bad amnesia. This is not, I do not support this. D&D &D is a very personal experience. He has to create his character and feel ownership over his mm -hmm. character. We can't make it for him. So you can, you can tease and poke and attack him and do everything you want in game, but he's got to make his own character. Yeah. So. We got to get him to commit like to this. I mean, I feel like he's just committed to the fact that he's married to me and thus <laughs> has to play in the game. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, you can force him to play, but he has to make his own character. Yeah. yeah. Tell him to chop, chop, get his meat out of your oven and just, you know. Oh. <laughs> that's a reference. That's a callback to a previous yeah, episode. Yeah. I oh. hope that meat still isn't in the oven. Comedy says that you always have to point out when something is a callback, so you're welcome. Yeah. Um, because that would have been right. really gross otherwise. <laughs> well, Sandy, I can't wait until um, until we play together someday. One, maybe. Mm -hmm. Who maybe. knows? Who knows? That feels, already. That feels, that feels directed and targeted. And yeah, I feel it. I feel it. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. Well, Sandy. Well, thanks for joining us, Sandra. Bye. Bye. The golden child. The golden child. Well, you guys, who else do we have? I feel, I feel like we have to, let's introduce one more person. And this person was on Zoom at 6.30. Mm -hmm. A true um, fan. Hunter, we're going to pin you if you don't mind. But if you do mind, that's fine. Just put some clothes on. Where is he? Here he is. Uh, add pin. There he is. Yeah. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? I don't have yeah. my microphone. I'm at a different computer. Hello. Hello, Hello Hunter. Hi. Guys, Hunter is, is a real internet person that we met on the internet. And then we became friends with because he's amazing. Because he's amazing. There's, there's amazing people in this world and we meet them through D&D. Lesson I learned. I love your Mighty Nine t-shirt. Thank you. I am wearing a Mighty Nine t-shirt. Oh, snap. I'm making a big mess with some Star Wars shorts. Ooh. I didn't hear you're anything just... you're saying because I pulled my own headphones out. But here we, we go. We said, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I love stay it. stay in my dresser. I always think they're my fiancés and then they're not. And so I put them on. Well, we're so happy to have you here. You were on our on our final episode. Yes, mm -hmm. of another, season one. Of season one. Yes, yeah. obviously yep. we're having season two. 
character. Well, no, your final episode ever, because now Anna's mom is taking over, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Am I out? It'll be that... mom in order. Mom in order, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I'd watch a whole TV show starring your mom, so maybe yeah. we should make that happen. Wouldn't we all? <laughs> I'd pay to watch that. Uh, as would I. So, well, Hunter, anything exciting going on for you? Anything, you got any games or anything happening? Anything fun? Yeah, actually. Um, I started releasing a podcast of my own. Um, so episode three is out tomorrow. Oh, yeah. um, oh, plug, oh, plug that shit. So. Plug it. Plug it Thank away, Hunter. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're on, not Apple Podcasts, but we're on like Spotify and Podbean, stuff like that. It's called The Fourth Leg. Um, it's, I'll just give you the tagline. It's a D&D podcast all about giving new GMs a leg to stand on. So it's supposed to be like a comprehensive all-in-one package about campaign planning and story writing. I'm literally looking for it right now. The fourth. Should be able to find it okay. If I not, hope. then. I'll Joe, weren't you going to be on it? Right. Yeah. 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 Joe's going to be featuring on, on one of the episodes upcoming. So. Nice. Um, Okay, I'll have to look for it, but I'm super excited to listen to it. The fourth leg. That's, oh, I'm so excited. We'll, we'll plug it when we promote this episode too. Oh yeah. Oh, you don't have to do that. But no, I, I we want it. to. So. Excuse me. <laughs> We're up to. to 500 Twitter followers. I'm just glad you really want things. our audience. Five I'm still waiting already for found the, our Twitter. I'm still waiting for the 490 other people to show up at the Zoom. Yeah, where are they? <laughs> Come on guys. Hey. I'll, I'll make some calls. Uh, okay. Thank you, Hunter. All right. Thanks, Hunter. We'll we'll maybe we'll we'll talk to you later on. Of course I'll be here. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Yay, Hunter. Should we um, get to our case? Let's get to our Is it case. Time? Is it we time? have we have a bailiff. We have a bailiff now. Michael, would you like to uh yeah, do us the honors? Oh, and wait, before we yeah, start, before we start, so we're gonna have a QA session. Um, you can post your so our normal segment, we'll do our case um, discussion. And then after that, we're gonna do a Q&A. You can ask us questions about D&D. You can ask us questions about us. You can ask whatever the heck you'd like. Um, but uh, we, we reserve the right not to answer if we don't want to. Uh, yes, obviously. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, uh, you can either message them to Michael and he'll organize that, or um, you can post them uh, uh, in the chat when we get to that segment. So just start thinking of questions. All right, Michael. Take it away. Okay, let me pull up the copy. Here it is. Oye, oye, oye. The Honorable Chief Justices Joe and Anna of the Supreme Court of D&D, all persons having business before this court are admonished to draw near give their attention and delay their flight to only the upper atmosphere and not actually space for the court is now sitting. <laughs> court will hear one case today. The first case, wall of water versus fireball. Wall of water has fire damage if the effect passes through the wall to reach the target. Fireball says a bright streak flashes and blossoms with a low roar into an explosion of flame. Is fireball damage halved when it goes through the wall of water? Ooh. Now, should we bring on the individual who, who prompted us with this question? If, Anna, if you had to take a guess, mm -hmm. um, who the number one supplier of questions to the Raw and Order podcast is, who, who do you think it would be? I think it would be my number one favorite lizard folk. And I think that person would be Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That's right. Tyler. Uh, let's see. Um, What's up? Hello. <laughs> Can I start my video? Oh, there I've still are. got, I've still got the old screen on. I love <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Tyler. Everyone, Tyler Thank was you. featured on the show. Um, we talked about Goodberry and stuff. Again, a question of his. Um, so he has asked a lot of questions that so, have become cases for us. So thank you, Tyler. Yes, thank you. Most lot. of it is just me asking Joe, like it, the <laughs> shit that I can get away with, you know, as a player. <laughs> And him as a DM, and then they just turn into questions. Yeah. <laughs> so. But see, Tyler makes a mistake of asking me, 
instead of just doing it at the table and forcing me to like think on my rule feet, right there. Right. Um, so uh, now that I can think about it, I can I can shit on his parade. So sorry, Tyler. However, <laughs> we are here to answer the question of wall of water versus fireball. Do you want to talk a little bit about how this question came to be? Yeah. So everyone's favorite third level spell, wall of water. You know, it's just, it's just by far the most popular like, one. Um, I have a character who um, enjoys like water bending spells. And I was looking at this one and I was thinking to myself, would this protect against um, a fireball? And my initial thought was, yes, it would. It's an effect that passes through the wall. It seemed pretty clear cut. But then I was reading online about it and some people were kind of disputed on it because does the fire effect begin when the fireball crashes onto the ground or does it begin when the bright streak goes from your hand to the you know to wherever it's going to impact i think that for flavor purposes i would say that it you know it, it starts when it it flashes from your hand but i don't really know if that's what like when fireball very specifically states blossoms with a low roar into an explosion of flame is that technically when the fire damage starts meaning that if you're on the other side of the wall you're you're going to take the full effect um so yeah that's kind of where where i came up with this um and i think i know how i would rule but i don't know if that's i would rule that if you are standing on the other side of the wall of water and you shoot a fireball to somewhere that explodes on the other side, I would say all that damage is halved. Um, I don't know if that's like rules as written necessarily, but I also don't know what they mean when they say a bright streak. Like, is that the fire effect starting? What is that? So, right. Yeah. So Anna, when I, when we shared this question with you, you were like, oh, I have so many thoughts on this. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts? I'm so interested to hear. Okay. Well, first of all, my question about the wall of water, um, is it like running water or is it like frozen water? I think oh, it's like, it's like water that wall. stands still. Yeah. Okay. It's just like, like, like it's not, it's not water pouring it's out. It's not like a waterfall. That's just like right. in a wall. Okay. Right. All right. Because my first question was like, if it's like moving water and it's and it said it's a foot thick of water. I was like, you can't see through that. You can't fire anything through that anyway. Anyway, but now that we know that it is a foot thick, but still water, I had the same question that Tyler did, which was that what does streak mean? What does a bright streak mean? But I think the most telling part of the language of that spell is that it says it explodes into fire once it hits its target. So in my mind, I'm imagining this like, magic that comes out of your hand that becomes an explosion of fire once it hits its target and isn't actually fire as it's traveling through the water so my initial thought there was oh michael's got michael's got opinions over here my initial thought there was that it is not halved but but yes it michael can go, it can go around corners what like can the, the fireball yeah the fireball it says well, the, the, the flame effect, the AOE effect can go around corners. Right. Yes, but what does that imply? That it can go around That the whole corners. thing is magic anyway? To well, me, I guess... that suggests that it has length. That it, it's not simply... In but the it doesn't say it goes around corners. It says it spreads around corners like a fire does. So you, yeah, you still need line of sight. So like that, that I think is saying if you were to shoot this like a hundred feet towards the end of a hallway and the hallway went out to the sides, but you couldn't see there, it would hit that area and then fan out into the hallway. But the beam can't travel around corners. The beam is a straight line. Right. Now, see, compare that to something like Firebolt. That cantrip says it's a moat of fire that you're holding that you throw, right? Like, so that is fire in your hand that you throw. Also, side note, does anyone think that these two things should like, their names should be reversed? Because the moat of fire in your hand, kind of in my mind, seems like a fireball. But a streak of light that explodes into fire seems like a firebolt. <laughs> right? Like... Well, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Well, now you're playing semantics, Anna. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> oh, excuse me. 
she said on her rules-based Dungeons and Dragons podcast, uh, the the ruling that I ended up with here was that any player that wants to shoot a fireball through water has to add their own flavor and describe what the streak is made of or what it looks like if it is not fire. And in that event, I would allow the full damage to stand, but otherwise it would just be halved. And that is my super long way of saying DM discretion. (laughs) Okay. Hmm. Sorry, we we had to kick someone out of... Oh, dear. Yeah. Yeah, That was not me saying whatever was in the chat, whoever saw that. Oh, God. Yeah, we kicked him out. Zoom was right. Zoom was like, don't put a link up because people are going to come in. And it's like, okay, but I muted them, so... Whatever. I was, was wondering why no one was having reactions to my really well said things. No, so Anna, <laughs> I I agree with with you for the most part. I think so. If you look at the wall of water spell, um, it says, uh, and so the, for the first part, it was interesting, right? Because it's like, can you see through it? Um, I think so. I think it's just a still wall of water and it's not running water because it specifically says that if you were to freeze a section of it and that section is destroyed, it's just like a square. It's just like an open square. square. (laughs) Um, Which, which, but that invites the question can the spell effect even travel through the water? Um, Typically, if you have like a ranged spell, you have disadvantage on an attack, but this isn't a ranged spell attack, this is just an AoE. I might, as the DM, make you make like an Arcana check just to like be able to shoot it through the wall itself. But the spell allows in its language to allow spells to be fired through it. Wall of water? Yeah. Well, it says a ranged, let's see. Like a ranged spell attack, but this is like... It also says fire damage. So what I was thinking with that is like, say the fireball exploded on the other side of the wall of water and it passed through, that would be halved. So technically, I think it does allow spell effects to go through. Right. How would a fire effect pass through the wall if you weren't allowed to cast a spell through the wall? True. All right. Well, then forget about that. I think, though, that when it when it talks about, I think this is, and Michael, you actually brought this up when you were a guest in the show, there comes a point at which, like, realism messes too much with the functionality of the game. At the end of the day, it's a game, right? Fireball, everyone knows fireball is an AoE spell at a point within, what, 150 feet or 300 feet or whatever. Um, so I think that the fire effect is at the center of where wherever that target is and then within the 20 foot radius sphere or whatever that explodes and not actually as anna said in the beam of fire or whatever that shoots from your hands and i really like the analogy to fire bolts because that clearly or like produce flame or something that clearly is i'm conjuring fire and shooting it Mm -hmm. at you it's not this magical beam that juts out and then explodes at a point in range so um I think I would rule that it doesn't actually half the damage. Um, of course, like if you were to explode it right on the other side, um, that might affect, you know, the range of the AOE um, around it. But um, otherwise, I think that you're fine. Yeah. I mean, if Firebolt specifically says it's fire in your hand, a fireball does not, then it kind of implies that it's not a beam of fire that you're shooting through it, right? Right. Yeah. 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 And I was trying to think of like, to put realism aside, I was trying to think of like what real life comparison this would be if there was like a waterfall or something. And then I was like, I wonder if there's like a gun that shoots a bullet that explodes on impact. And then I, and I was like, I wonder if you shoot a bullet through water, if it like drops or slows it down. And I was like, I don't want to Google any of these things. So <laughs> never mind. It does. <laughs> See, let, me, let me tell you something, Anna, because if you've ever watched Mythbusters, I was just gonna, they I, take, yes, I was they take machine guns and they shoot them straight into a pool, like, like a 223, like a standard caliber of a, a machine gun. And if you're like three or four feet underwater, you're, you're pretty, safe. Yeah, you're, you're pretty, pretty much like oh. good. Yeah, it's insane. Um, okay, one more, one more wrinkle to this. Yes. Um, 
And someone just typed missile lol. I totally forgot about missiles. <laughs> They're giant bullets that explode yeah. on impact. JK guys. <laughs> what if consistently in your campaign, your wizard or sorcerer or whatever that's casting the fireball flavors it say okay describe your fireball player and it flavors it as this big ball of flame that he conjures in his hands and then pushes outward mm. do you have a basis then to say hey you know what maybe if you had been like conjuring some you know big source of magical energy but you have for you know maybe years at some point been flavoring your spell to look and act in a particular way I think maybe then you go the other way with it, or maybe the way you guys are going with it. I'm sorry, I was distracted earlier, but the way- No, yeah. Go. I feel like you guys were distracted when I gave my ruling, but that was my ruling. Like it's all dependent on how the player flavors what they're okay. doing. Because like if they're that. describing it as like a fiery shine of light or whatever going through it, then I'm like, sorry, it was fire the whole time. Your damage oh, is halved. Interesting. But if, if they're describing it like, oh, like my well of- magic shoots out of my hand and then on impact it explodes into fire that i'm like cool full damage because you yeah, flavored love, it in a way that was fun i love punishing players for flavoring their spells mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i love to do that mm -hmm. i keep that in mind <laughs> <laughs> i disagree i would say regardless like sure you're flavoring it that way but i'm not going to penalize you the mechanics of the spell just allow it to pass through un unharmed, but yeah, flavor it however the fuck you want. Um, but uh, I'm reading. Home yeah. Um, so Andrew's question—that's actually kind of what's been on my mind. Like, what if it runs into something on the way? Does it have to explode there? Because well, then, then I feel like that kind of like if if we're going by this argument, it it can't run into anything on the way. Like, it'll just go through whatever. Well, that's sort of the, uh, but that's sort of this whole issue with wall of water, right? So it, yeah. it, it, as Anna said, like the spell contemplates that things can pass through it, ranged attacks. Now, if a ranged attack could pass through, why couldn't a fireball? Right. And it oh. says at a point you choose, it explodes, right? So it kind of implies right. that you pick the point and then your magic chute makes it explode at that point. I think, right. I think part of the issue is magic. that they're trying to make this like a cool thing that a wizard shoots a blast of fire out and it explodes, but they, but it functionally has the same effect as like the spell shatter, which is like, it's a, it's an AOE spell. It's like 60 feet from you and it just happens. Um, so yeah. Which is I, why I will be pitching that they reverse the names of Firebolt and Fireball. Thank you. Anna, you should just Anna take Dixon. over. <laughs> just take over for Wizards of the Coast. Yeah. Like, look at, we could have Goodberry healing oh everybody yeah. and Storm of Vengeance would, would be a good With spell. Stack. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I feel like Let's just drive down to Jeremy Crawford's house. He never comments on our stuff. He's not a fan of the podcast. Come on, Jeremy. Not yet. Not yet. Come on, Jeremy. Why don't you come on the podcast? This is me like pretending to try and intimidate someone into coming on our podcast. <laughs> just Jeremy, I love you. Yeah, bro. Bring it. <laughs> Forget Tasha's cauldron of everything. It's about to be Anna's crockpot uh, of oh. all things. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Welcome um, to my crock pot. Anna's crock pot of uh, deliciousness. Anna's dump recipes. <laughs> Why not? All right. Well, I think we have our ruling, sort of. I think as, as written. Well, this is a good one. This yeah. is a good one because the raw is not like dispositive so, here at all. Right. You know? Yeah. So, um, so I would say based on, based on raw, I think that we're pretty, Anna and I, at least I think are in agreement that as written, you can, it, it would not douse the fire effect of a fireball if it were to pass through a wall of water. And mm -hmm. if you decide to flavor it, then DM just. Yeah. Be careful how you flavor it. Don't flavor it like fire or Cajun seasoning and you're fine. Yeah. yeah. I think I agree. Sadly, you know, just. Poor Tyler. He's trying to think of yeah. ways to thwart me. <laughs> Was he combat. trying to have the damage? Yeah, because he's thinking that... if I use it on you guys. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's fine. Oh, it's because fine. he's putting up the wall of water. Exactly. Got it. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's just, Well, it's just... well, I mean, 
cool shit will happen. Don't worry. About it. <laughs> All right, that's true. No, I agree with the ruling though. That's why I was like, hmm, this doesn't feel feel like it works. So, yeah. Okay, that's our ruling. Tyler, boom, boom. thank you so much for always thank you guys these fascinating questions i hope that they keep on coming <laughs> and this is a message to all of you folks maybe now's a good time to plug the fact that we have a formal submission form for raw and order now um uh it is awesome uh some of you have already used it uh but it is the official way to submit questions if you want to hear them on the podcast so yeah well thank you so much tyler Bye. Well, not really, because <laughs> <laughs> you'll stay here. Awesome. Uh, let's go ahead and do that. All right. So I'm going to remove Michael's pan. Um, yes, I will provide a link to the form as we go. Um, so now, guess what? We Have we officially gone into this since we named it? And we did, right? The last one episode. time, I think. Um, it's time for chamber chat, y'all. Chamber chat. Do, 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 do. Need to make chamber chat music. Chamber chat. Chamber chat. That's that's what the next fifteen minutes are going to be. By the way, just us chanting chamber <laughs> chat. Chamber chat. That, oh, Andrew posted Ooh. the form. Thank you, Andrew. Don't I told him about this live show three minutes ago or three minutes before it started. And he's like, "What? What?" what? And I'm like, huh? "Sorry, because <laughs> uh, I forgot." Um, uh, so now it's time for you guys to ask us questions. So we'll sit here in silence until one of you does. <laughs> does <laughs> anybody have oh. any questions? Um, if you have questions, so, again, you can message them to Michael. He'll probably, uh, if you want to be featured, you can come in and talk to us. If you don't, you absolutely do not have to. Um, yeah. Seems, it seems a little bit unfair to put everybody on the spot to think of a, a question that they'd be willing to talk about in front of everybody else, but... Well, this Hunter is, Hunter just asked best Starburst flavor. Oh, that's a, let's talk about that one while you guys um, uh, come up with questions. But it doesn't have to be a question related to like the rules of D and D. It can be anything like what's our favorite class, our favorite spell, what what's our favorite ice cream flavor. It doesn't matter. Well, um, I mean, I googled Starburst five five e because I was like, what? <laughs> but I think he was asking about the candy. <laughs> Do they have those in Canada, Anna? Well, they do, but I'm allergic to food coloring, so I don't oh. eat Starburst. So there's a fun fact you just learned about me. Thanks for Audience. the trauma, Hunter. <laughs> My God, Hunter. Um, How dare you? <laughs> well, um, familiars and other player-adjacent NPCs, like a knight's retainers. What? How do you handle their decision-making? What's a knight's retainers? Does the player choose what they do? The DM, something in between. For familiars and other player adjacent NPCs. Okay. How do you handle their decision making? Oh. Oh, okay. Like, do you so like for for a for a familiar, do you as like the DM uh 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 like do you control the actions of the familiar? Do you let the player fully control them? Like uh how do you handle those decisions and how those decisions are made? Um uh, your mom. I know. I I am. I'm tracking this conversation. It's Andrew, insane. Do you, Andrew, do you want to come on and introduce yourself to everyone? Are you in a state <laughs> to do that? Are you clothed? Where did he go? Yes. Question. <laughs> I got. You it. not know? Um. Uh. Let's see. Asked. Oh, sorry. I just <laughs> just muted him. Hello. Hello. Andrew. Hi, Andrew. Andrew. What's up? My mom wants to see you, evidently. Oh. She's uh, like, yeah, I want to see Andrew. I don't. <laughs> Why? Is, is your mom is your mom single? Like no. <laughs> oh, I, I say that out of respect, not oh, my <laughs> right, <God>. right. <laughs> respectfully. Um uh andrew first of all for those of you who don't know andrew was on one episode of raw and order and two episodes of raw school and they were all fabulous and Fantastic. i can't wait to have you back for season two oh, and yeah. he was a real champ because we recorded all of those in one night <laughs> yeah yeah that was uh 
It was like three worked, hours. I had worked like 10 hours before that. I was like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> So Andrew, how do you, let's, let's have you join us for this. And if whoever asked this question, if you would like to join us, um, feel free to let Michael know and they'll, they'll bring you into this combo. Um, so Andrew, how do you handle like player adjacent NPCs? Like if you were to hire uh, a, 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 what's the a paddle, pal, Padawan? No, that's a Jedi thing. If you were to like hire a knight or yeah. or a page, there we go. Thank page. Hunter knows there we go. About. He's mine. Yeah. Thank goodness for Hunter. <laughs> um, or like with the familiar, do you let the player strictly decide those things? Do you do some of it? I think it would really, I think I would probably actually talk to the player about it, right? Because if they really like, oh, I have this awesome idea for the squire or the page and they have this voice and this is what they do and whatever, I'd like, I can't. I can't bring your like idea into life. So why don't you do that? But certainly it would probably take a conversation about the limits and kind of what they could or couldn't do. Um, but if they're okay with me just doing it, then I get their input and start kind of building a character with them. And we kind of just treat it as sort of almost like a shared character. I like that. I Yeah, me too. I, I think as a player who always has a familiar, cause I fucking love that spell. It's so useful. Um, I, whenever i have access to it i i get it um i think i tend to really like the ownership of of playing my familiar and then i think it's fun when the dm like inserts things but in a situation like combat um like it's so important for the player to have agency over what what a familiar or like an npc well i guess a familiar is a little different because that's like your spell right you right have, like, ownership mm -hmm. of that um uh, and it's course, in the name. You're the one that's familiar with right. it. You're so. the one that found it, right? You found mm. your familiar, or like made it and did the weird mm -hmm. ritual and paid incense and right, and then it became your little like creepy celestial or or yeah. fiend follower. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's how I, I got Stella. <laughs> Stella is Anna's familiar. My dog. <laughs> I love it. Um, uh, but yeah, I think like obviously talking to your players is always the best route, but the default I think should be like, let your player kind of just do what they want with it. And a good way to maybe get them to, to like, to engage more is for you to take over sometimes and be like, Oh, like you're familiar is like, like, Oh, you're at a tavern. You're familiar. goes up to like a, a stranger and is like pawing at them or something. Um, uh, like that's a really fun way to like interact, but yeah. Anna, what about you? No, I, I think I agree with, with Andrew's interpretation where it's like, you work with them to figure out how much control either of you wants to have. And then that way everybody has input and it's collaborative. And it puts some players less on the spot too. Like some yeah. players are like, I don't know. I just summoned it. So he take hits. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. We need to talk about like, maybe you need to give this creature a little bit more than just sort of cannon fodder identity. More flavor. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think for something like an like an NPC follower, though, I would let the DM control. Like I, I as a DM, would want to control what they did, unless it was like literally you hired a squire to like hold your swords, and then every once in a while they were in combat. I'd be like, that's too many things to keep track of. Yeah. Awesome, Andrew. How are you, Andrew? <laughs> Good. It just Good. yeah, just found out about this, and so my whole night is set. <laughs> Sorry, I love you. No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any questions for us? Anything you would like us to discuss? I was trying to remember if I can think of it. Like I was just playing a game. There was a question that came up, but I don't remember what it was because it's like the just yeah. yeah. I run so many games now. So. <laughs> um, well, and, and hey, maybe this is a good place to plug DSM and Dragons. Um, for so many of our listeners are in Des Moines, uh, DSM and Dragons is a great resource for finding games. Andrew regularly DMs games on there. You do, do you do two West Marches campaigns or one? No, I do one horrific, amazing West Marches campaign. We play, we started playing three times a week. Oh my God. But now, oh yeah. Uh, so in the past year, and but now we're down to two games a week. Um, in the past year, I've probably DM'd probably roughly a hundred games oh for the same group. <laughs> like they just keep creating. Like we want to do this. I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> just like I, to remind I, everyone yeah. that he deserted Michael and myself in our Gydra mm -hmm. two campaign to do this. So you better yeah. be enjoying yourself. Yeah. I am. I am a. I am a D and D just 
just a gumball machine at this point. For that. <laughs> I think the word is whore. I think that's the word you're looking for. <laughs> My mother is, oh, she doesn't care. <laughs> evidently she doesn't she care. wants to see my sex dungeon so yeah yeah um well uh thank you so much andrew yes. we're gonna unpin you but if you think of a question definitely let us know yep i i think michael messaged us with another question michael do you want to read that I out did. all right i will i will read it out loud uh what is your opinion of the alignment system? It seemed super important when I was learning 3.5, but apparently it's not as big of a deal now. Do you like to hold your players to a particular alignment? So I think we had an episode on sort of this topic or maybe even touched on this briefly in an episode. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, well, I think I was on that episode. I yeah, think I, I, I think it was. <laughs> I think you but, but I think it's like I think it would be good to revisit that question. Um, uh, and that's Kitty and Alan. Oh, thank you guys. And by the way, Kitty and Alan are looking for players um, for a um, an awesome system called Knights Black Agents, which is. It's, it's like vampire hunters, but like all modern and it's super cool. Feel free to message them if you can. I don't know how Zoom works in that regard, um, but uh, they are looking for more players uh, for some games and um, I'm super excited to play. So um, yeah, I, and, and Kitty, please don't apologize for asking that question even though we did an episode about it because it is, I feel like it's an evolving topic Yes. And it is really good to to touch back on it. And I mean, Joe, if you don't mind, I'll, no, I'll start us off please. on this one. But I think I oh. think my answer. Oh, Michael. Are you yes, okay? Michael. <laughs> the only thing. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I think what we talked about in the last episode that it was discussed, it was sort of like, yeah, I don't really think it matters. Maybe it's a nice starting point, blah, blah, blah. And that maybe would have been my position now, except for if you have been watching Exandria Unlimited oh. and Abria does such a great job at making every single character's alignment important. Yep. And she does that specifically with respect to the ability to handle uh, a vestige of a divergence, a super powerful magic item. Um, and it was such an interesting and cool way of bringing their alignment in. Sure. Um, and so- Like basically uh, in some, to... like if you if you were, if you had a particular alignment, you would you would suffer negative penalties by holding this item, basically. Ah, um, oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, and yeah. actually, there's um, there's like on the wild magic table and like they like the expanded wild magic table that I use for um your character in Harry Potter and I, that I use for Yurikin now. Um, uh, there actually are mechanics that swap and change people's alignments um, and interestingly um the only way to unchange an alignment is with greater restoration or a higher level spell um so i i love alignments. wait wait can i say my thing oh sorry i'm sorry <laughs> jesus men anyway as i was saying I think back when we had our our discussion on this, I said that it was really important for new players um, because it it helps them kind of get into the mindset of their characters to think of them having an alignment and helps them build a backstory mm -hmm. for people that have never done this before. And it can play an important role in that. And I think I stick with that. But I would add that, as Michael stated, like a DM can really use it to build a narrative. And I like it when DMs kind of push the envelope to like test their alignment and see, are they really sticking to this? Are they questioning their own alignment? Are they willing to shift their worldview? Because I feel like the character growth that happens with something like that can be really fun and impressive to watch. So that was, Absolutely. that's my spiel. I'll hand it back to the no. men. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything now. It's going to sit in silence. Just kidding. I could never do that. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, like I, I, I agree 100%, especially for new players. Um, and for even for me, like as an experienced player, I always at least pick an alignment. And I think just it's it's one of the many lenses that you look through when role playing your character, right? Like, like all of your characters backstory and traumas and positive experiences and education and knowledge. Those are all different lenses that you tech on when deciding how to respond in a certain situation. Um, uh, but, but like, 
I think of alignment as just one more thing to add on. Um, and I think, you know, part of the question was, you know, in older editions, um, like in 3.5, you know, it, it played a larger role and, and was a different thing. I think just in 5e, it really is just like a whole different animal. And it's much more about like how you role play and flavor your character. Mm -hmm. And I just, I, I don't view it as something you need to stick to. I view it as something that helps. That you can change. In, yeah, that it can change. It can, it can go a, one of many ways. Um, um, and it can change without your consent, which is fascinating. Yep. Um, I, I think it's just, it's just an anchor and, and a place for you to 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 get inspiration from. I don't view it as something that needs to it needs to pull constantly on your player uh, and and force your character to do things. Uh, I think it's just one lens. So awesome question. Awesome question. Thank you. Do we have do we have any other questions? We probably have time for like one more question if we have it. Um, I don't, I may have missed one, so I'm checking on that, um, but let me see. Oh, oh, here we go. Here it is right here. Uh, if you had to take an existing fantasy setting and play a game in it, but could only make one change, what would, what world would you select and what is the one change that you would make? Shut up, Andrew. Andrew's like Harry Potter. We're already <laughs> playing in Harry Potter. Aside He's from not. Hey, Andrew. All right, hang on, Andrew. If you're gonna jump in like that, then tell us. <laughs> oh yeah. In Harry Potter. Pin that. Bitch. What's the one what thing one you're thing? changing? What's I'm sorry. Was I wrong by saying it was gonna be Harry Potter? <laughs> Andrew, um, can I guess at the one thing you're changing? Is it that? Is it that they use something faster than owls to deliver their mail? Oh, it would never <laughs> The world's slowest bird to deliver their mail. Everyone gets a sending stone. Yeah, no, for I mean, for me, it actually wouldn't be Harry Potter. It would be, uh, so Margaret Wise and Tracy Hickman did a sort of like seven book series way back when about, um, and it's called the Death Gate Cycle. And it actually like presented this like really interesting like multiverse where these like, there's these two races of like demigods and then on those planets were basically like humans, dwarves, and elves, and they were kind of like all fighting amongst each other. I would use that setting. Um, what thing would I change? Nothing, because it's amazing. <laughs> that sounds like a really, I don't know anything about it, but that sounds like a really fun setting. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. Like basically it's this, the whole premise is that like the gods fought and then they sundered the entire world and then broke it up into like a fire world and a water world and air world and like sort of a undead world and they like created all these gates and links and stuff yeah highly recommend it um nice. so, boom anna, anna well that's a great answer anna what about you okay so i would do it in the twilight world no and the thing i would change is that Everything. both the werewolves and the vampires would be like challenge rating one eight so that it would be really, really easy to kill all of them. And I would just go around murdering all of the characters in that. Okay, I'm with you. Yes. 100%. Okay, that's better. Twilight is the worst. I'm sorry. The worst. The worst. The worst. Um, I think mine would have to be, this isn't really a fantasy setting, but I'm a huge X-Men fan. Um, so I would love to do like a modern superhero X-Men um, world, uh, like, like play an, R an RPG in that world. Um, but what would I change? Um, I think I would probably, I don't know, maybe change like how powerful some of them are. It's like, <laughs> oh, Scarlet Witch can do literally anything because she's a witch. And it's like, no, witches, no, let's just stick to mutants i think i would the change i would make is this is just mutants it's not anything else because then they started adding in shit from the marvel verse uh and then you get fucking avengers where it's like literally anything in the universe can happen um so yeah i think i would make it x-men but um have it be yeah they have it be limited to just mutants yeah that'd be fun i wonder who said des moines after the fall <laughs> I wonder if that's Clint hiding over there. Um, well, thank you, Andrew, for helping us answer. I think we could do one more. Is there another good question? Um, 
Uh, well, Torax, the barbarian, asks everyone, would you rather DM for a party of all lawyers that argue everything? Hi, Steve. <clears throat> that argue everything so you never get anywhere. Or a party of all stand-up comedians. A party of stand-up comedians that joke about everything so you never get anywhere. And when you DM for me, you get both. <laughs> all right. We're bringing on Steve because you're, you don't get to ask this question and then not follow up come on steven <clears throat> hello <laughs> torax is that you Torax. <laughs> oh steve tell us why do you hate lawyers <laughs> no well that's obvious <laughs> <laughs> well i didn't know torax knew how to use um technology oh uh yes i had a uh, ruzika teach me uh, a little bit hmm Getting ready for level seven any day now. Oh, really? Is that <laughs> is that so? Oh, okay. Same. Hmm. A little uh, multi-classing thing learned about recently. So, so <laughs> would we rather DM for? I, I what rather, what table would you be sitting? Would you yeah, rather be sitting what, at? Yeah, Torax. Uh, well, I've already had my dealing with uh, lawyers, uh, specifically. Uh, that one idiotic lawyer that the guy just wanted to strangle him. But what was it? He's he a justice him. now, all right? You better watch yourself. <laughs> he has the power to kill you. Mm -hmm. Your character. Torax might be singing a few octaves higher in the next, in the coming sessions. Um, so I would just be amused by the lawyers and enough that I would probably just kill them. Kill them all eventually. That's, that's kind of what I do. This got dark. <laughs> this got very dark. I would say lawyers because oh. I've done it. And the fun thing about lawyers is you say, guess what? I'm the motherfucking Supreme Court, bitch. Boom. And then they just do what you say. Yeah. Um. My question is, do you mean that lawyers in real life or are all of the players lawyers slash stand-up comedians? Because that would be that would be a fun game. <laughs> And by fun, you mean horrible. Let's terrible being lawyers. Absolutely terrible. Yeah, but I would still do it. <laughs> I think I'd rather do the stand-up comedians, though. That would just that that would be a blast. No, I'm not a fan of stand-up comedians. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, uh, you know what I mean? Just a group of tricksters that just goof off all the time instead of. Killing things. Our uh, whole party of bards. Let's aren't do they it. one and the same? Aren't they one and the same, Torax? Wouldn't you agree? Aren't lawyers under it all just tricksters who ruin everything? Thieves, liars. Thieves, liars. <laughs> et cetera, et cetera, so on and so forth. I, we are not. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. We're removing this question from this, from this intruder. Um, thank you so much. Uh, Torax the Barbarian. Um, okay, any... Oh, I guess we should... Maybe we should close the session. Is there any more, like, amazing questions? Or is that our last one? Our only <laughs> mediocre ones. Only, yeah. only shit questions? No, any more... This is the last call for bad questions, please. Yeah, yeah you guys suck. <laughs> always, always... Another rule of comedy, always make fun of your audience. <laughs> DM fudging, yay or nay? Uh, yay when it's necessary. What does that mean? Like fudging a roll. Oh. Try not to kill your players, I guess. Well, I'm okay <laughs> with killing them. Yeah. Right, yeah. I think at the very, with from levels one to five, yes. Because um, uh, it's... Hunter. <laughs> That's amazing. And then you just can't use that dice, <laughs> making dice out of chocolate and then eating them on that once. Um, that's a brilliant. Uh, I think at uh, early levels, it's necessary just to uh, make sure that your the group doesn't die. If you want like a long-term campaign to, to continue and not have everyone feel completely demoralized. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, what are we ending on? Oh, well, maybe let's end on a, a little bittersweet. Um, announcement so we had at the beginning of the summer had all these high hopes to do a live play campaign um or a podcast um 
turns out that lawyers with full-time jobs are really busy. Who would have thunk? Um, so we are postponing that plan. Not canceling. Not canceling, postponing for a future time when hopefully everyone has quit and we are all working for Michael at his new D&D company. Mm-hmm. And um, he gives us time to do a live play as part of our work. No time off. No time. No, it's not off. That's just part of our job. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But for those of you that are here, please share our podcast far and wide. Um, I think we have something really fun planned for when we get to a thousand followers. We're coming to your house for the live action. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, Uh, so at 600 followers, you guys, you guys get Rumspringa of Deception. Chapter two. two. If you don't know what that is, you got to find that episode on our on our feed yes you do uh, that is anna's breakthrough novel it's going to be a number one bestseller new york times um and just so you, like chapter two is about the russian witch which mm-hmm. that alone should that... get you excited. are you hooked already yes yes absolutely <laughs> oh my god yeah. hunter read chapter one <laughs> or listen to the podcast or both or both whatever whatever um yeah of course well number one fan love it yeah i think that's it so thank you so so much and thank you michael for being our bailiff today uh yeah this was a lot of fun this was amazing so yay (laughs) all right well thanks everyone um bye